Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. Uh, great to see all you guys. Welcome to the New Man Podcast. So glad you're here today. And uh, I was mentioning this before I officially started, but it's been fun experimenting a little bit on Instagram. It's just fun saying hi to people and connecting. And, you know, one of my beliefs is that we have been way too silent about sexuality and pornography and just those kinds of core issues that have become taboo. You know, uh, I was going to say taboo over the years, but I think it's been a much longer than just a few years. It's been decades, maybe centuries where the church has just failed to talk about these really important subjects. So the idea of doing these lives is so that you can ask questions. It's to try to be as public and as loud about this topic as possible, you know, kind of just bold and unabashed and unashamed because um, that's what's necessary. It's, it's honestly what is necessary for, for us to start changing our thinking about the subject and for people to get the help they need. And, you know, the, the more I get into this, I, I am like a research junkie, I love re- reading the studies and the stats and everything else. And like the stats are just staggering. You know, so many people are struggling. And I think uh, a huge part of it is either a lack of information or misinformation. So that's why we're here on the New Man Podcast going live every Thursday at 1230. Um, and I appreciate all of you who are joining. And, and I want to encourage you to, um, you know, either join yourselves if you have questions or things you want to know more about. Or if you know somebody who maybe really needs this, share it with them. Uh, do it covertly. You know, you don't have to expose them because uh, it's like I said, it's a taboo subject. You know, so you can't just talk publicly and upfront about it. But um, but you can do it in a way that really honors them and maybe uh, you know just communicates a, a degree of care that they probably really need. Okay, so for today, I, I want to talk about a subject that's really important to me, a subject that uh, has honestly changed my life, uh, revolution, revolutionized it, and is something that I learned before I learned about recovery. So, you know, like I, I learned this subject more as like um, a spiritual practice, something that was just good for your heart, good for your relationship with God. And little did I know it would honestly be one of the most important keys in my recovery journey. And, um, and so that is what we're talking about today. Now, just to give you an idea of how much this has impacted me, um, this is not just something that I do in my personal time, although I do this, I can honestly say I do this every single day. A day does not go by where I don't do this, but um, but well beyond that, this is something I teach all of my guys, and I have pretty much vowed that any program, any course, any training that I will ever provide to the general public, I will somehow integrate this skill, this discipline into it, because it's just it is that vital for me, and it's really been that paramount for my own success and the success of the people that we're working with. So, what is it? Well, when you listen to the replay of this podcast, you'll already have the title, you'll know what it is. But for those of you who are watching live, um, what we're talking about today is hearing God's voice. And uh, this for me was a really interesting subject to begin with because I grew up in a church environment where God did not talk. Like you were, you were lucky that you got to pray to him, uh, forget that you would ever get to hear from him. Like that was just, it was, it was a wish. Um, and the idea that God could talk was really reserved for the crazies. You know, the people who were just out of their mind and, and didn't really know God and didn't have good theology and whatever else. So I just sort of grew up with that doctrine. And, you know, it's not that you couldn't relate with God, but it was like, it was always from a distance. And I have to be honest, like I grew up in church just always wondering, like, 
surely there's something deeper. Like surely there's something more to to Christianity than this, than just uh, reading the the words in the Bible. And you know, um, like we were we were all like him him but kind of people. So it was like surely there's more than just you know singing the hymns and reading the Bible. But I I honestly I didn't know, and nobody was teaching teaching that to me. I just kind of had this thing in my heart. So you know, life goes on, and I go into high school. I'm in Christian education pretty much the whole time. And nobody's talking about hearing God's voice. It's all about just reading the word and everything else. And finally, uh, my dad actually was the first person who went to this seminar. He was in a really bad season of his life, just struggling and burnt out from ministry and got kind of desperate and went to this this gathering of, of pastors that he was invited to. And that's where he got his first talk on hearing God's voice, was just super defensive against it, but had an experience. Somebody uh, gave him a, a word from God kind of quote unquote from God, but you know, something that they really felt God was speaking over him and it, it just wrecked him. It spoke right into the season and he was kind of like, what is this? He got super curious and I was still, you know, living under my dad's household. I was 16 years old at the time and I saw this transformation in him. He was a kinder man. He was more alive. Uh, I knew he was very burnt out and, and from his burnout, he was now very just energetic and, and, and authentic and, and, he was himself, but he was also more himself than anything I had seen before. And that change in him really, um, it created this desire in me to know what happened, what's changed, and how do I get it? And that's what kind of brought me into this journey of learning to hear God's voice and realizing that God actually does speak. And the reason it's so important in what we teach here at Deep Clean in, in the poor and recovery context is you, you have to build a sense of identity, a sense of self. And you have to recover from wounds of the past. And I think those two things are, can be done on your own. That's the reality. People all across the world are building a sense of identity uh, that is based on themselves. They don't have God. They don't have any kind of divinity involved. They're just, um, you know, in themselves, they're finding some degree of completion. And people are recovering from wounds of the past as well. You know, there's great trauma therapies out there, or maybe it's not trauma related, but there's great therapeutic techniques and mechanisms and, and ways that people get help. And it works. It works to some extent. But any, any technique, any tactic, any strategy, any principle that is effective apart from God is going to be that much more effective when God is involved. And so um, we teach hearing God's voice because recovering from wounds of the past goes to another level when God is part of the process because God knows your past inside and out. He knows what you need exactly to recover from the parts of your past. So when you involve him, it makes the process more efficient and more effective. Two qualities that every Indian loves. We're just very driven by those kinds of things. So that, that is where hearing God's voice can become really helpful. Now, when it comes to your sense of self as well, uh, imagine, you know, you, you, get, you get a chance to say like, I am a person of worth, I'm, I'm valuable, I'm loved, I'm unconditionally accepted. You know, you can speak these things about yourself. You can kind of declare things that are true, but the source of those truths matters immensely. And when it's you just trying to convince yourself, well, it only goes so far. When it's your friends trying to convince you, of course, that, that adds some solidification to what's going on. But when the God of the universe speaks these words of affirmation and identity over you, there's nothing like it. 
And that's, that's another, uh, another reason, one of the main reasons that we really encourage people in our program to hear God's voice. And in fact, we integrate it into basically everything that we do, specifically the, the healing process, which is kind of the midsection of the deep clean methodology. So that is why hearing God's voice is so valuable. You know, you might be struggling with an addiction. You might be struggling relationally. You might be um, struggling just to find strategies or solutions to things in your business or your ministry. Uh, you might be hitting a wall at work. You might lack motivation. Uh, maybe there's uh, maybe you're parenting, you know, and you don't know how to deal with a with a certain problem with your with your child, or or maybe your child overall the relationship's just been tense and it's been tough. You don't know what to do or how, or how to get out. Maybe you're in the latter stages of life, you know, and you're like, what what is my calling? What's my purpose? How do I make a meaningful contribution to society? Or maybe you're young and you're struggling with the same issues. Everything everything is solved by hearing the voice of God. Like th- this is not some something that's just reserved for the ultra spiritual or or the people who are really messed up. Every single person's life can become better if you hear God's voice today. That is the reality. And that's why we're talking about this today. Now, before I got into porn addiction recovery, I actually devoted a majority of my time outside of my work helping people hear God's voice. So this is not just a subject that I kind of figured out along the way and I've kind of brushed up on to give a good talk uh, or a good podcast episode. This is actually something that has been like core, vital. It's something that launched me into a teaching ministry and where I used to live before when I was pastoring, in addition to my regular responsibilities at my local church, I would probably speak uh, two to three times a month on hearing God's voice in communities where people knew nothing. They knew nothing about how to hear God's voice, but they knew it's something that they needed. And I mean, we would talk to like old order Mennonites, which if you don't know what old order Mennonites are, they barely believe in electricity. And they, they believe that your car should be black and you should always dress in black because anything that is colorful is showing off. These are the kinds of environments we'd go to we would teach them how to hear God's voice. People would have radical encounters with Jesus. They would hear God's voice for the first time and their lives would be turned upside down as a result. So the, these are the kinds of um, things that we learned along the way. And I, I actually, I'm releasing a book about recovering from porn addiction soon. But this is the second book I wrote. The first book was on hearing God's voice. I never released it. Um, that's another story for another day. But I also say I'm really passionate about the subject. So I want to give you a couple keys because maybe you're like me. You know, you've heard about God. Maybe you've had some kind of relationship with him. You've read the Bible. You've prayed. You've worshipped. But you've always wondered, like, what does God think about me? Is God just always upset with me? Am I always coming up short? Is there is there more for me in this Christian life? And the answer is yes, there is. There's more for you in, in hearing God's voice. There's more for you in having regular, active, engaging dialogue with the living God. That's what this thing is really all about. And that is the life that Jesus designed for us. So anyways, I want to talk about just some really practical ways that you can hear God's voice today. Number one, probably the most important thing you can do to hear God's voice is get into a silent environment. Get into a silent environment, not a quiet environment where there's like a little bit of stuff in the background. Get somewhere that is silent. Here's the deal. We are overstimulated as a society between cell phones and laptops and between phone calls and TV and Netflix and streaming and apps and and then just all the regular cares of life. We are overstimulated. I used to teach people like get into a quiet environment, you know, flip your phone upside down, whatever. It doesn't work anymore because uh, even a quiet environment is too stimulating for us to really tune into the voice of God. So number one, get into a quiet environment. Number two, ask questions. Okay, God, 
loves responding to questions. And if you, if you just stand there and kind of hope something comes from the sky, you might be standing there for a very long time. But if you, if you really learn to ask questions, you will be amazed at the way God speaks to you in return. So number two is prompts. God loves listening to the questions and the curiosities of your heart. And as you ask them, you will get revelation and you will get responses in return. So it goes a long way. So imagine a guy who's struggling with porn, okay? And he feels totally like, just totally lost, doesn't feel like there's any hope for him. And he feels like he's totally worthless because of his problem. Imagine asking God, God, what do you think of me? And hearing God's thoughts back. Now that might be scary if you think God is angry and that he's going to condemn you. But the truth is God is on your side. He's for you, not against you. And his voice is a voice of tenderness, kindness, and love. And if you ask these questions, you'll be amazed at the responses you hear. One guy we had in our community, he did this little exercise that I gave him. And so he asked God uh, this question, you know, God, what do you think about me? And basically what he heard back was that you are stout-hearted. Now, this guy's major insecurity his whole life was he struggled with his size. He felt like he was too small, uh, you know, didn't have the muscles, and just didn't have a place as a result. And God says he's stout-hearted. And you might think, oh my gosh, like, how awful is that? Like, he tried to ask God a question, he got this answer in return, and it basically just reinforces this terrible belief he had about himself. Well, actually, it turns out that stout-hearted is a scripture from the Psalms. It was something David, David wrote. I am stout-hearted, as in I am steadfast, I am stable, I am consistent. And so when he looked into it and he realized what God was speaking to him, he realized that this was actually his identity, that the very thing that he thought was a problem with him was the thing that God loved about him. So this is the power about, of, sorry, this is the power of asking God questions about um, who you are, about how he sees you, and it can also be about the things of life. You know, to be honest, um, I always joke that God is my business partner. I talk to him every day about deep cleaning what we're doing here. And I seek his counsel, I seek his wisdom, and I seek his insight. It goes a very, very long way. So number one, get in a silent environment. Number two, ask questions. Number three, understand that God is always talking. Okay, we're not trying to twist God's arm or, or pray that, that he'll maybe utter a word or two to us. God is always speaking. The Psalms say in 139 that God's thoughts towards us outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore. Now, this is David speaking poetically, of course, um, but he says, you know, precious are your thoughts to me, O Lord. If I were to number them, they would outnumber the, the sand on the seashore. But this, there, this is a, a point that we can, we can take as, um, as confidence that God actually has numerous and maybe even unlimited thoughts about us. So when you tune in to listen to God's voice, you are tuning into a wavelengths and a voice that is always speaking, that has nothing but, but encouragement and insights and affirmations and correction and direction to speak into your life. So it's not a matter of, of if God speaks, it's a matter of when. I kind of liken it to a radio. So if you're old enough to know what a radio is, you know, um, the reality is even now in the room that you're in, there are radio waves going throughout the room. They're going throughout it. But you don't hear those stations because your dial isn't tuned to their frequency. But the minute your dial matches the frequency of the, those wavelengths, you can begin to hear the voices. You pick up the signal. And similarly, when it comes to hearing God's voice, when you ask God questions, you tune your heart to his frequency and you tap into that voice of love that is speaking all along. 
It's been speaking there the whole time, but now you get to tap into it. So God is always speaking. Now, lastly, and maybe most importantly, when he speaks, write it down. Write it down. Don't waste, don't waste any time. Write it down. Have written record of the things God has spoken. Remember, that's why we have the Bible. The Bible is the inspired word of God. And the reason that we have the Bible is because people heard God's voice. They followed the nudges and the prompts and the sovereign directions of God and they wrote it down. Now, we're not trying to write the Bible or something even comparable to that, but the point is that a written record of your experiences with God goes a long way. It can serve as tremendous value to your own self, but also to the people around you. You have no idea how those things might become helpful down the road. Now, one thing I should add is that when you ask God questions, when you ask Him prompts, when you say, God, what do you think of me? Or God, I'm really frustrated with this person at work. How, how do I handle this? Or how do I resolve this? What you want to do is you want to make sure you're in that silent environment, right? And then you want to pay attention to the first thoughts. Write them down. Now, you might think those first thoughts are just me or, or just some crazy thoughts or how do I know it's not my imagination? Doesn't matter. Just write it down for now and then you get to test it later. First John 4 says that we test the spirits. So, so we test it. Is, it. is it biblically sound? Does it reflect the nature of God? Um, is there anything that is confusing or convoluted about it? But we, we can test it against certain criteria, but you first have to write it down. We, we kind of do it by faith, and then we test it later. And you know, I've heard things from, from God in the moment, you know, in my journaling or whatever, and I'll go back later and I'll say, you know what? That doesn't seem quite right to me. I, I don't think I was hearing God there. And then I just kind of cross it out, just move on to the next thing. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's okay to just test things. It's okay if you don't get it right every time. But the, the times when I do hear God and when it really speaks into my life far outweigh those moments and the level of impact they have had on my life is, I honestly, I can't, I could never actually put a number or a value to it. I mean, I've made life decisions, even my marriage. I mean, I look back on things God spoke to me, spoke to me about my future wife when I was single and it meant the world to me. I mean, there's all kinds of things that, I, um, that I've, I've just benefited from for hearing God's voice. And it has helped me a long way. Now, when I was really struggling with porn addiction, you know, and I kind of reached the stage of recovery where it was like, okay, I have better habits. I'm more aware of what's going on. And I've recovered from, from wounds of the past. And I was really asking myself, like, who am I? And just trying to define myself. Nothing was more valuable than those precious words from God. Whether it was in the Bible or in, or in my journaling times, just that regular conversation with God, it went a very long way. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. And it's, it's not like, a, well, it's a contextual thing. It just depends on, you know, when you have free time or whatever. No, it just says pray without ceasing. And the only way I have found to actually live that encouragement out is it, I, I can't journal 24-7. I don't have time to do that. Um, I can't be on my knees praying to God and in my quiet prayer times uh, all the time. You know, there's, there's things that I need to do. But instead, I've just built this habit of regularly dialoguing with God. Even as I do this Instagram live, I'm dialoguing with God. God, is there anything else I've missed? Is there anything else you want me to cover? God, is there anything that somebody really needs to hear today? Just it's regularly tuning into that voice of God, regularly listening, asking questions and listening back, and then following. Whatever it is that he tells you to do, you just simply do it. And, and that, is, that has been so enriching for me. It really helped me find my sense of self. And ultimately, it helped me find freedom. I found that deep, meaningful connection with God in a way that was really impactful for me. And in developing that relationship with God, my desire for porn 
and my desire for some of those other things very slowly faded away. And eventually I got to a place of freedom. We've been free five and a half years and, and I still continue to dialogue with him every single day. So hey, wherever you are in your journey, I wanna encourage you, God is speaking and he is very excited for you to hear him. All you have to do is find a place of silence, ask him some prompts, tune in, and then start to pay attention to the thoughts that come into your mind, write them down as they come, and then test them. And if you don't know how to test them, go to your spiritual authority, go to somebody that you trust, and ask them, hey, what do you think about this? Does this make sense? And get into the scriptures. Does it line up with the scripture? Does it line up with the word of God? Um, that is where you wanna start, and that's where you wanna finish. Thank you guys so much for listening. It really means the world to me. I love doing this. This is so much fun. And, um, and I'm really excited to, uh, to just get more content to you guys. So if you like this, you can subscribe. The New Man Podcast is available on all major platforms. And if you're looking for a little bit more help in your addiction uh, to pornography and you really want to make a long-term recovery, go to ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's for my best tips and my best insights on how to get free of porn. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm cheering you on. Have an amazing day and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.